call a little piece of Hamilton your territory, Jesus. Lord, we think of the churches around uh, New Zealand on Sunday morning, Lord, and, and around the world. Lord, I pray that you are made famous in those places, Lord, that people as they come into them, they will meet with you, Lord, they will know what it is to come into the presence of the King. And Jesus, I just pray that you will uh, you will just bless this time together. Pray that there's a time, Lord, that we will uh, reconnect with you if we've wandered off in the week, Lord, and it'll be uh, a time that just will build a platform for the week ahead that we can go out in your name, Lord, and accomplish great things. In Jesus' name. Amen. All right, let's stand our feet. Come on in. If you're still drinking coffee, nothing like coffee. Let's praise our God. I'm 
exalt you, we praise you. May our hearts be filled with overflowing to praise you, to give you thanks, to worship you. And everyone said, Amen. Oh, God bless you. Give your neighbour a high five as you take a seat. Great to see you. We won't talk about the rugby for those that haven't seen it yet, but uh, I'm sure there'll be a lot more said. And we give you a very warm welcome to church. If this is your first or second time to activate church, great to have you with us this morning. When you leave the auditorium, as you go out through the, the auditorium doors on the right-hand side, there's a visitor's pack, there's a coffee card and a few other details there. Take the opportunity to pick one up and uh, we'd love to get to know you. So church, can we put our hands together and welcome our visitors this morning? Thank you. As you would have come in, you would have seen these bags. We're in October, and October is Church in Action, CIA, where it's all happening. We're out there in our community to make a difference. So can I really encourage you to take out one of these bags, sign up for them, take them home, take you to your place of work, and if we can get them filled with non-perishables. When I hear just over the year comments that come back from people, they're saying just thank you so much Activate Church we had no food, absolutely no food in our pantry, came down here somebody helped us with a food bank and uh, some parcels of food isn't that incredible that we can make a difference in our community for something so simple, it's food but guess what, there's more there's more on the 18th of October we're having a shorter gathering at 10am it's called the Muckin. Bring along your own clothes because we're going to go out into the community, into the highways and the byways and some alleyways. And we're going to do a bit of a tidy up so our community can really know Activate Church is here, part of activating community transformation, seeing Jesus make a better world in our world. So that's going to be good, doesn't it? Amen? Absolutely. So come prepared. And do you know what, church? This is a day not to opt out. This is a day to opt in. If you're thinking, hey, I can just take it easy. No, this is a day when we all opt in and I'll be part of it. So turn to your neighbour, give them a high five and say, I'll see you there. I'm looking forward to mucking in. The 
make a difference. It's very cool. Very, very cool. Well, school holidays, so if you have children with your mums and dads, there's worksheets at the back, so there's crowns, so feel free to use those kids. And also we have Faith 101. So Josh, where are you this morning? Josh is at the back. If you're part of that, a great way to, to learn the basics of the faith. So you can meet Josh in the foyer. Also, we have Activate DNA class. If you're new to Activate Church, or if you've been here a long time and don't know a lot about the church, this is your moment to come along and hear about the great things that are happening in Activate Church. Understand how it's connected with the Acts movements of New Zealand and what we're doing, not only in this city and this nation, but in the nations around the world. So I'll be meeting with Nairi. If you'd like to be part of that, we invite you to be part of that. Very, very shortly, we can meet in the foyer spend the morning going through that. So isn't that cool? Looking forward to that. Well, it's my pleasure to invite us to stand just before we have um, communion and just before we're going to pray for Jerusalem, we're going to do birthdays and anniversaries, Lance, because I almost forgot. So if you've had a birthday or a wedding anniversary over the last week, give me a wave. Come and stand with me in the front. Andrea, Tim, Wow, wedding anniversaries. Wow, Rosalie, Sue, birthdays. Wow, fantastic. Any other birthdays? One down the back. Do you want to come and have a come and have a chocolate? But come on, Hannah. Caleb's birthday. Okay, it's all gone very awkward. <laughs> okay, hey church, why don't we stand to our feet? as we declare this prayer of proclamation. Father, thank You for Your family. We declare blessing, health, favour, prosperity and protection over them this year. Activate Your love and goodness through each one. In Jesus' Name, Amen. Let's give them a hand. Fantastic, guys. We'll take a seat. Dairy me. <laughs> okay, moving right on. <laughs> Congratulations to Hannah and Caleb. That's fantastic. Let's give them a big hand. Congratulations. Wow. Well, today, all over the world, churches are gathering to pray for the peace of Jerusalem. Isn't that a good thing to do? So I'm going to invite you, church, if you could stand with me. And we're going to pray for the peace of Jerusalem. Psalm 122 says, Pray for the peace of Jerusalem. May they prosper who love you. Isn't that awesome? So let us pray. Father, we thank you, Lord, for this wonderful opportunity, Lord, as Activate Church, but churches all over this nation and the nations around the world gather to pray, Lord, not only for Jerusalem, but for Israel. Lord, the land that the very feet of Jesus walked upon, Lord, around the seas of Galilee and Nazareth and Jerusalem itself. Lord, a land that's, Lord, in conflict and, and Lord, in turmoil. But this morning we lift up the nation of Israel and in particular the city of Jerusalem. Lord, your word declares, pray for the peace of Jerusalem. And so, Father, we pray for your peace to be upon its people. 
Father, we pray that your name would be made famous in that city. And that, Lord, it would be easy for people to find Jesus, the true Saviour. And so, Jesus, we pray, we cry out to you that your light would shine down, Lord, like a star that shone down 2,000 years ago. May your light shine into that place, into the hearts of men and women. And, Lord, may they run to you, making peace for God, with God for such a time as this. And everyone said, Amen. You may be seated. Well, those that are involved with Faith 101 and Activate DNA, if you could meet Josh and Nori and myself in the foyer, that would be great. And it's my pleasure to invite John to come and share communion with us this morning. Thanks, John. Let's give him a hand as he comes. Morning, everybody. Uh, if the host team could start handing out communion. I want to talk this morning about hearing from God. I know God wants me to do more. Um, God made us in his own image, male and female. But he made us all different. Even before we were born, he knew who we were. God will always be God, and Jesus will always be the Son of God. But wow, we were made in his image. And we have his DNA. So all of us can hear from God. He is our Heavenly Father, or He is our closest friend. God talks to us through, our, through the Word, by other people, and He talks to us through our thoughts. I believe that God talks to us through our thoughts. If, if anyone's thinking of a thought about something that, that is on your mind, maybe it's not you, maybe it's God talking to you. You know, it, it's a way that God can talk to us. I look at my walk with God, where I've been and where I'm going, and I've come up with three categories. Number one, I want to hear from God. I don't know if God talks to me or can I do the things that God asks me to do. And number two, do I hear from God and only do the things I think I can do for God? Or number three, do I hear from God and try and do everything? that God asked me to do. But we're here, but Jesus said, it is finished. The curtain in the Holy of Holies was torn and turned. We had a direct, direct link to God. No more animal sacrifices. Then God gave us something else. In Romans 5 verse 5, God gives us the Holy Spirit. So there is God, and there is the Son of God, and there is the Holy Spirit. Wow, amazing. Now we're made in His image, and we have His DNA, and we have the army of the heavens at our disposal. It is not hard, only need to tune into what God wants us to do. Now we've had testimonies in this church of people that have prayed for people we've had a little girl who's told her father to go and change a tyre of a lady that needed it changed on a car we can all do these things in Romans 8 verse 1 there is no condemnation in Christ 
And in Romans 7, verse 7 to 8, keep on asking and you will receive. Sue and I, we always said to our kids, trust in what you know. Trust in the Lord Jesus Christ. God wants us to get up in the morning and say, what can I do for you today, God? In our workplace, wherever we may be, God wants us to say, God, let's go to church today and not go to church to find God. So as the musicians pray, play, let's thank Jesus for what he did on the cross and what he did for our sins. And one drop of Jesus' blood cleansed our, cleansed our lives from sin and ask the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost to open up new doors in our lives and let us tune into what He wants us to do. Let us eat and drink. ready ourselves to meet with you Lord God it's our hearts cry to meet with you when can I go and meet with you and Lord we recognize the time is right now time is right now thank you Lord that you're with us always Lord God let us meet face to face this morning come Lord here we are here we are You give life, you are love, you bring light to the darkness, you give hope, you restore every heart that is broken.
Thank you, Lord, for breakthrough in the city. Thank you, Lord. We're going to declare this this morning. Let the mountains move. Praise you, Lord. Thank you. If faith can move the mountains, let the mountains move. We come with expectation. Waiting here for you. Waiting here for you. Lord God, here we are. 
Lord, we're here to meet with you. We just want to see you face to face. We want to hear your voice, Lord, clearly and audibly this morning. Praise you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. You're the Lord of all creation. Still you know my heart. The author of salvation. You've loved us from the start. Waiting here for you. With our hands lifted high in praise, and it's you we adore, singing
What's God saying to you this morning? Is He challenging you on something? Is He saying, I love you? I know He's always saying, I love you, but especially because you need to hear it this morning. Is He giving you a word to give to someone else? Is there something you need to write down right now for a friend? Let's take a moment. Let's listen. Every voice is important. 
every person is important, every gift is important, every contribution to what God is doing is absolutely important in His economy and Thy kingdom come and as above, so below and unlocking the values of heaven and releasing them on earth and every voice is important and Luke, can you just stop that completely for a moment? I, I just want to, I want us to sing the chorus again. But I'd like to do the chorus just with the keys. No one else doing anything. And then when I point at you, I'd like your instrument to come in. Because I really sense in God that he wants to impress on us the importance of each of our roles in the kingdom of God. And do you want to start playing the chorus, Luke? You just have to come in wherever at the right time, uh, Caleb. No, no pressure. Now, one is nice, eh? It's a lovely atmosphere. One is nice. But if you get... How about the bass? Bring the bass in now as well. You get two. just starts to fill out starts to change the feel, the possibilities in our minds of what we could achieve in the next few minutes, just grow a little more. How about the drums as well? Again, every part. Who would have thought hitting one little piece of steel could make such a difference to the feeling in a room? Jonas, do you want to come in and...
to all of us. The possibilities in God are endless. Absolutely endless. That's one room. Imagine the globe singing together. You know, if we don't sing, the stones will. It's a bad day when your stones in your garden start praising God. It's a bad day for you. Bad day for you. Comes together. This morning, I want you to, um, why don't you take a seat for a moment? I want you to think God thoughts. I invite you to close your eyes for a few minutes. Just ignore the person on your left. Ignore the person of the right on your right and start thinking, start dreaming God dreams. Away you go. Just start dreaming. Start dreaming. God dreams. dream expansively because your most influential days are yet to come. Mel, don't box God in. Don't box her in. Don't box him in. Welcome home from China. Don't box him in.
And then as the hosts come, they'll bring you some paper and some pens if you haven't got one. So you've got a paper in your hand, I want you to start to write the dreams on the paper. Start to put it down in ink. Write the dream. What are you believing for? What do you see in God? What are you hoping for? What are you dreaming for in God? What do you believe God can do in you and through you and with you? Start to write it on the page. No one's going to collect these papers. No one else is going to see it but you. Be honest, just start to write. What are you feeling? What are you seeing? What are you believing for? What are you hoping for? What's God told you? What's God showing you? What's your God dream? got nothing, every person should have a list. Not one of us in this room should not have a list. Every one of us knows people that don't yet know Jesus. Every one of us knows people who aren't well or in financial need or relational need. Every one of us has influence in places where the kingdom of God is yet to be visible, is yet to come. If you've got nothing to put on your list, stir it up. Stir it up. Holy Spirit, I ask that the thoughts would start to flow this morning. That we'd hear your voice, that we'd allow you to provoke us, even make us uncomfortable. Place a dream in each of our hearts. Let that flow onto the page, even now in Jesus' name. take the time, take the moment to apprehend them, to apprehend the thoughts of God just start to write Jan, why don't you come keep writing your list but Jan's going to share with us some of the thoughts, some of the prophetic words over recent years that have been spoken over us as a community of faith and uh, because God has dreams, He has thoughts for His church. He has dreams, He has thoughts for each one of us. Just keep writing. Keep writing. Okay, this is a little snippet of what God has spoken prophetically to this church. And I'm going to start from 1998. 
So from in May 1998, from Dean Stanway, God spoke this. For the Lord would say, there is coming a time in this church when I will do something very special in the praise and worship, and you will indeed see miracles occur. But the Lord would say, get your heart right to be acceptable to the Lord. In 1999, Anthony Walton spoke this to the church. The church has a great destiny upon it, and it is going to be unlocked. The key to the destiny of this church is to be a great light, to be the manifestation, the character of Christ, that the manifestation of the Lord as they begin to serve the community. In July 99, Robin Johnson, an Australian apostolic pastor, spoke this to the church. For you are not an insignificant people, but you are a people who have the seed of my spirit within your heart. And I have declared that this day is a day of healing. For you are going to be a church who is going to increase its significance amongst the nation and the nations to which I will send you. For there will be healing. You have not yet seen, you have seen a glimpse and heard a glimpse this morning. But there is a dimension of healing for spirit, soul and body. And this house will be a house of healing. In March 2000, Margaret McKenzie spoke this to the church. You will see me move, but remember my people, my ways are different from your ways and my thoughts are different from your thoughts. One thing I ask of you, that you love each other deeply. Love each other with a love that comes from my heart. And if you do, you will see many drawn to me by the love that you have for one another. In March 2001, Karen Klinkenberg spoke this to the church. We are a people set apart for God. He is going to have people walk up and down this nation and they are going to push back the powers of darkness because they know who they are. They know that they are called. They know they're set apart. In February 2013, Pastor Don Lake brought this word to the church. Ask, ask, ask. Our church will be a place where people meet Jesus because we ask. God's ears are attentive to us. Ask for our city, nation and nations. God wants us to ask corporately and as individuals. Nations are waiting for us to petition prayers. God is calling us to pray abandoned and heartfelt prayers. God desires a spirit of obedience. Then we can see more than we can imagine. In March 2013, Steve McCracken spoke this to the church. I sense God is setting things up for an appointed time. And this appointed time includes a great harvest. Ruth Swift spoke this to the church in March 2014. Get ready. I'm about to come and shake the place. I'm preparing your hearts for a great harvest in the hundreds. 
If you don't rise up and be the men and women I'm calling you to be, I will not be able to do what I've planned. I'm looking and asking and seeking for men and women who say, here I am. Also at March 2014, in a different service, Ruth Swift spoke this to the church. He is about to break open, even as we have thy kingdom come as above, so below. He's about to do something incredible. He's about to stir our hearts. He's about to do something different in our hearts, change our thought patterns. For I am doing something fresh across the nations. I'm coming to this place to move in a powerful way. I'm about to cause my power to fall. Some will even say this is not God. I'm about to do things that are different, that you've never seen before. I am the Almighty. I'm the God of the impossible. I'm the God who can do all things. I am God. For I'm stirring you, I'm stirring you. Are you ready? Are you ready for what I'm going to do in your life? Do you want it? And we come to this year, February 2015. Steve McCracken gave this word to the church. It's time for many believers to receive and run with a larger vision than what they currently have. Many people are living in protective mode. You believe this will keep you safe, but in truth, it will keep you bound. God wants us to have a heavenly perspective of our earthly mission. I see this church as a place of sending for the purpose of an increased harvest. New souls is to be the characteristic of this church. I see every person getting a passion for lost people. I see a truly evangelistic church, a church filled with people who know and represent the heart of God. Settling down is not on God's radar, nor should it be on yours. There are new opportunities, new appointments and new souls assigned to you. I also see the miraculous being a distinctive of this church and its connected churches. I see signs and wonders following those who believe becoming commonplace. It's time to stir your faith again. Some of you are waiting for your faith to be stirred. But God says to you today, it is time for you to stir your faith. You cannot increase your faith devoid of God's Word. An increase in faith is the work of the Holy Spirit as we live in and meditate on God's Word continually. And in February 2015, Nick Watson, a prophet from the Australian Apostolic Movement, spoke this to the church. He actually emailed it into the church. Your new name has aligned you with God's purpose of revival through the saints. This is a revival not like of old when people are supernaturally drawn to the Lord and the church. This is a true book of Acts revival of the people being activated to go into and change their world with the love, truth and power of God. With your new name comes a new mantle as happened with Abraham and Jacob. Like the hovering of the Spirit in Genesis 1, 
the word needed to be spoken before the supernatural action could commence at the next level of God's intention. This new anointing is both corporate and personal. Those who act in biblical, spirit-led faith will activate the acts of God. Yes and amen. Amen. Thanks, Jen. Isn't it incredible? God's got dreams. He's got plans. He's got thoughts for us. He's got thoughts. I felt really provoked earlier in the year. Um, I was at a, a conference actually and I was sitting there and, and I felt the Holy Spirit provoking me to reassess my uh, dreams, my thoughts, my hopes for the church and um, our impact in our city and on the nation and on the nations of the world. And as I sat there and I reassessed and I thought about it, I felt really stretched by God. I started to just numerically jot some things down and I felt that the Holy Spirit was saying, Sheridan, I'm asking you to really stretch in faith. So I wrestled with it for a little bit and I, I, I wrote some numerical things on a page, which I'm not going to talk to you about, but I wrote some numerical things on the page which were a real stretch. I thought there's not a hope that in the natural eye we can ever achieve this. Not a hope. It's God or nothing. And um, I wrote it down anyway and I was thinking about it most of the day because it had really just stretched the the um, boundaries of my imagination to where it was extremely uncomfortable. That afternoon in the in the conference, Ruth Swift actually came up to me and she goes, Sharon, the Holy Spirit's just asked me to challenge you that your thinking's not big enough. I thought, wow, what is God thinking? What is God thinking? I love the background that Josh had on the screen this morning of the universe. You know, how big is your God? How amazing is your God? How far-reaching is your God? How, how limited is your God in your thinking? Do we limit God? We all do. How small do you make God? Look at your list. Thanks, Luke. You can stop for a few moments. Thanks, mate. Look, look at your list and now ask yourself the question, on those things that you wrote on your list, which can you actually achieve if you get all the ducks in a row? Because I want to suggest to you that's not a God-sized dream that's just a dream of a good day when you've got all the ducks lined up. You need to cross off the little ones and you need to leave the God dreams. I want to provoke you to push. Push. Make sure there's God dreams on there. Let's go to the scripture for a few moments. Ephesians chapter 3. And I'll read from verse... 14. So if you want to open it or click it or whatever you're going to do. Ephesians 3 from 14. You can go if you'd like to. Or you can stay there. Luke, you can't go. You have to stay there. If they were really your friends, I'd stay with you. <laughs> Most of them didn't hear that. Okay, Ephesians chapter 3, verse 14. When I think of all this, he's just talked about the incredible plan of God's salvation. When I think of all of this, I fall to my knees and I pray to the Father. 
the creator of everything in heaven and on earth. I pray that from his glorious, unlimited resources, he will empower you with inner strength through his spirit. Then Christ will make his home in your hearts as you trust in him. Your roots will grow down into God's love and keep you strong. And may you have the power to understand, as all God's people should, how wide, how long, how high, and how deep his love is. May you experience the love of Christ, though it is too great to understand fully. Then you will be made complete with all the fullness of life and power that comes from God. Now, all glory to God, who is able through his mighty power at work within us to accomplish infinitely more than we might ask or think. Glory to him in the church and in Christ Jesus through all generations, forever and ever. Amen. I just want to zone in on verses 19 to 21 for a couple of moments. May you experience the love of Christ, though it is too great for you to fully understand. Then you will be made complete with all the fullness of life and power that comes from God. Now all glory to God, who is able through his mighty power to work within us. You, you, us. I like that. May you, may you, because the incredible power of God is working in us. I like it because Paul's writing it. Paul wrote, you know, pretty much half the New Testament, saw half the globe come to know, well, it wasn't the whole globe, known globe. He was out there with the Gentiles seeing them come to Christ. He had an incredible ministry. He's going to us, do you understand this about God? Do you understand about this God? Because by the way, he is working in us. In other words, the same God that was working in Paul is working in me. The same God that is working in me is working in you, is working in us. The same God that has had incredible effect on this planet. In fact, he created the planet and the universe and everything in them is working in us together. I think that is an amazing thought. How big is your God? How big is he? The same God who created the universe. The same God who spoke our planet into being and then said it was good. The same God who created you and said you were very good. The same God that worked in Paul is working in us today. That is a message of hope. That is a message of hope for me. It's a message of hope for you. It's a message of hope for our city, for our nation, for the nations of the world. That the same God is working in us. So may you experience the love of Christ. Did you know God's love is to be experienced? It's not just here. It's not just mental ascent. It's not, I read the book and I wrestle with God's love. May you experience the love of Christ. Though it is too great to understand fully. In other words, may you experience his love, but you're not going to understand it. Cognitively, you're not going to get it fully. But it carries on. 
Then you will be made complete with all the fullness of life and power that comes from God. So actually, I will be made complete with all the fullness, life and power that comes from God when I experience his love. Do you get the significance of that? It's not about a mental wrestle. It's about experiencing the love of God. I won't get you to hold up your hands, but how many of us experience his love? Now, all glory to God who is able, through his mighty power, to work within us. To accomplish infinitely more. How big is your God? How much can your God accomplish? What did you write on your piece of paper? Because it says infinitely more. How much is infinitely? Quite a lot. Math isn't really my strong point. But even I know infinitely is quite a lot. It's quite a lot. It's like pie, isn't it? It never finishes. See, I did learn something. How much can the power of God accomplish? Because he can accomplish infinitely more than we might ask or think. I love the Amplified Translation. It says it like this. That you may really come to know practically through experience for yourselves the love of Christ. So it's beyond our, his love is beyond our full comprehension. Yet the scripture, the wording of the scripture says that we may practically experience the love of God. Practically experience the love of God for yourselves. The love of Christ which far surpasses mere knowledge. The love of God, far, the experience of the love of God far surpasses mere knowledge without experience. I think what it's saying is, if it's all about wrestling here, you're going to struggle. If it's just happening in here, it's going to be baffling. It's, you, you can chew it over here as much as you like. You're not going to get a full grasp on the love of God. But once you experience the love of God, We'll come to a full understanding. That's amazing. That's an incredible thought. Because if you're a head Christian, you're not going to get it. It means we've got to be a heart Christian. It means we've got to have a connection with the Holy Spirit. We've actually got to be able to step into his presence. We've got to know what it is to step into his presence and engage with his presence and engage with the person of the Holy Spirit in order to experience his love. If you're a mind Christian, you will be struggling right now. What do you mean experience? And then what does the love of God look like? What does the love of God feel like? We're not going to know that unless we're stepping into his presence, are we? What, what does it look like, the love of God? I wonder what the love of God feels like when it's on my life, when the love of God is on my life. Am I able to step into that place of the felt presence of God and just to um, relax, 
to luxuriate in the in his presence and in his love without any sense of striving, without any sense of anything except just soaking, just enjoying, just soaking up the presence and the love of God. Because that's a great place to be. I'll tell you another thing that the love of God looks like and the love of God feels like, goodness. As his church expresses goodness. As his church brings the presence of heaven, brings the values of heaven to earth, people, we experience the love of God. That's what it looks like. That's what it feels like. I wonder for a moment, are you familiar with actually just being able to step into the presence of God, the felt presence of God? Because I really believe that any time of the day or night, we can. It's not a Sunday morning deal. It's not a super spiritual deal. It's just about stepping into his presence. Why don't you close your eyes for a moment? And this morning, I'm inviting you to simply step into his presence right now. Perhaps you need to ask the question, what would it feel like if I could feel God right now? And then relax in that place for a moment. Holy Spirit, I'm asking that you would pour out a revelation of your presence, your tangible presence of your love on every person that's positioning themselves before you right now. Holy Spirit, let people experience your presence this morning. Let us experience the presence of a loving, gracious, kind and merciful God. Just keep your heart open to Him. If your mind's spinning, if your mind's going hard right now, tell it to stop. It's a gift from God, but it's not helping you right now. Just open your heart before Him. I ask that you would release God dreams, God thoughts. You'd release healing in people. That there be a revelation of perfect love in Jesus' name. carries on now to him now to him this can only refer to God it's capital H him now to him 
by and in consequence of the action of His power, that's miraculous power, that is at work within us, is able to carry out His purpose and do super abundantly. That means exceeding quantity, exceeding quality, far over and above all that we dare ask or beg or call or crave or desire or require or think that is understand or perceive or consider infinitely beyond our highest prayers, desires, thoughts, hopes or dreams. To Him be glory in the church because the church as a community is to reflect the full expression of the glory of God. That's our job. To Him be glory in the church. That full expression of His glory is wherever, whenever, be like Jesus. If you want to break it right down for this week. To Him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever. Amen. It's a beautiful scripture. He is able to do what He's purposed to do super abundantly, far over and above all we dare to ask, think infinitely beyond our highest prayers, desires, thoughts, hopes and dreams. What on earth did you write on your piece of paper? Because I hope it was worthy going, this is my God dream. If it's not, get your pen out, start scrubbing. Try again. He's not about ducks in the row. You see, here's the deal. This is why I think he's asked me to do what I do. Because I've worked out that I'm not the sharpest tool in the shed. I've worked out that if you leave it up to me and it's left in my hands, actually, we're not going to make it. It's got to be a God thing or else we're in trouble. I've worked that out. I think that's why He's chosen me because I think as we start to see things unfold in the manner and the pattern that He wants them to unfold in, I've got enough clues not to try now and say, well, Sheridan, you did an awesome job there. That was good. Look what you've done. How clever are you? Because I know I'm not that clever. I'm not that smart. I haven't got all those ducks in a row. It's got to be, Lord, you're awesome. Far above far above all I could think or imagine. God, you are awesome. To to you be all glory, all honour, all praise. Look what you have done. Look what you are doing in your church. Look what you are doing in people's lives. Look what you're doing in our city. Look what you're doing in our nation. Look what you're doing in the nations of the world. How awesome is it going on that ride with God? Takes a bit of pressure off too. Because I can't. Don't even pretend I can can't. Just a simple lad from Hamilton, New Zealand. Simple lad. Hamilton, New Zealand, on the bottom of the world. You know, amazing. I look at my own life and sometimes I'm, I'm, in, I'm amazed. I think, 
How dare I try to... Actually, I've dropped the vision that God's given me several times. I've just put it down. I thought it's never going to happen. Every time I do that, some random stranger comes up to me and says, Sheridan, God's given you a vision. He's given you a dream. Pick it back up. So I don't drop it anymore. I just hold it. I think, oh, well, in your timing. Now would be good, but in your timing. But I look at my own life. I'm, I'm absolutely stunned with what God does with a simple lad from Hamilton. Now, in the last two months, I've had incredible privilege. I've been involved in a conference in London. I've ministered in Dublin. I've ministered in the United States. Next weekend, I'm ministering in Hobart. Okay, how the heck do you work that out? How's that happen? I can remember when I first started speaking publicly. It was the most terrifying thing ever. I could prepare well and I'd still say everything I knew in like three minutes and then I'd have to make it up. How? How's this happen other than God? What could God do in you and through you if you just take the cap of your thinking off and start to allow yourself to live from the fullness of God within you? What does the, what is the wording? What does the, infinitely beyond highest prayers, desires, thoughts, hopes and dreams look like in your world. Pretty scary to go there, really. But what's that look like? I hope your piece of paper reflects that. If it doesn't, remember no one's looked at it but you. Just feel free to screw it up and start again. Screw it up and Jesus, what's, what are the God dreams? Not, a, not the ducks in a row dreams. What are the God dreams that you've got on my life? I wonder who in this room is going to play a significant role in politics in our nation in the future. Changing the direction of our country. I wonder who in this room is going to make the scientific breakthrough that cures cancer. in this room. I wonder who in this room is going to get themselves in the position, the highest position of education in our government and change the value systems in our schools. I wonder in this room who tomorrow is going to turn up at work and wherever, whenever be like Jesus and change the direction of someone's eternal destiny. I wonder who. You. Don't squish the dreams. Steve's prophecy again. Steve McCracken from February. It is time for many believers to receive and run with a larger vision than what they currently have. I'm praying that this morning you get a download of greater vision than you currently have for your life. That's my prayer. I pray that when you walk out of here, you're feeling agitated. I pray that when you walk out of here, you're feeling, oh God, I think I was shortchanging you. I pray that when you walk out of here, it's like, I just got to do something. God's planted something in me and I can't live an ordinary life when God's expecting supernatural, extraordinary, infinitely above all I could hope, think, dream, imagine results. He carried on and he said, many people are living in protective mode. You believe this will keep you safe, but in truth, It'll keep you bound. The dream of God is greater than. 
Is that the way the greater than sign faces? Or does it face that way? I don't know. It's greater than. It's greater than. Greater than. The, deal, uh, the devil comes to kill, steal and destroy. Less than. Jesus said, I came. It might have life, life abundantly, life in its fullness. Greater than. What is your greater than that God's stirring away in your spirit this morning? Because I believe he is stirring your spirit this morning. What could he do if you just said, okay, God, let's do this thing. I don't get it. I certainly can't work it out here. But this morning, I want to step into a revelation of your love. I want to step into the understanding of your love. And then I just want that to flow through me. Can I ask you to stand to your feet just for a moment, please? And I would like us to position ourselves before God, however we do that, so that He can keep speaking to us. It might be standing, it might be sitting, it might be kneeling, whatever it is, that's okay. It might be your hands in the air, it might be your hands in your pocket. I don't really care as long as we're open to hear from God. And Lord, I'm asking this morning for some beyond thinking, for some beyond our imagination, beyond our thoughts, an encounter and an and, and experience with you, Holy Spirit, that'll unlock something of the purposes of God, infinite, beyond in our lives. I'm asking you, Lord, for a download, for an impartation for each of us. I'm asking you this morning, Lord, that there would be an experience, an encounter of your love that would release something of the bigness of God in each of us. receive that today. We're open to receive, to encounter. you've got your heads bowed experiencing the love of God starts with coming into relationship with Him it's an incredible experience of the love of God because you and I in our own right do not deserve relationship with God we've made a mess of things the human race of whom you are part has made a mess of things we don't operate, we don't live according to the values of God as we were designed to live. We've missed the mark of what He designed. That's what the Bible calls sin. But Jesus, when He went to the cross, as John spoke to us so well about earlier, 
paid the price of our sin, of our wrongdoing. He, he brought the gap back together so that you and I could have relationship with God. Jesus paid that price. The Bible tells us that the way to God is through Jesus Christ. He says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man goes to the Father except through me. This morning you may not be in a relationship with Jesus Christ or you may have at some point but you find yourself here today and you're really quite distant from Him. The experiencing His love starts today when we step into relationship with Him. Because He's standing there with His arms open wide desperate for relationship with you. where you've been, what you've done, where you find yourself today, there's no hindrance to saying, Jesus, I want to be in relationship with you. So if you've never done that for the first time and that being invite Jesus into your world, if you're quite distant from him today and you're saying, you know, I really need to step back up into that place of relationship. If that's you and you're saying yes to Jesus this morning, in just a moment I'm going to ask you to raise your hand. You're not responding to me. You're responding to God. But I really want to acknowledge your response this morning. If that's you, if today you're saying, Jesus, I want to step into that place of relationship with you today. I want to start the journey. Or Jesus, I've been way, way away. And today I want to come back into that place of close relationship, of experiencing your love. If that's you, can you hold your hand up, please, just quickly so I can see it? Thank you. I see your hand. That's awesome. I've seen one person lift their hand so far. Anybody else this morning? I'm not going to wait long, so make sure you catch my eye. I've seen one person respond this morning, lift their hand to Jesus. The Bible tells me that when one person gets themselves right with God, the angels are celebrating. My translation, all heaven breaks into a party. So I think we should give this person the biggest hand this morning. I want to leave you in a place this morning where you're open, when the Holy Spirit is free to speak to you about His plans, His infinite plans and desires for your life. I'm happy to pray if you want to come down the front for you for an impartation in God, but you know that doesn't need to happen. God will impart right where you are. God will download a dream right where you are. If you want to come to the front, absolutely, I'll hang around. But can I encourage you not to rush off this morning, but to take just a couple of moments to sit and contemplate how amazing our God is and that He wants you and I to experience His love and He wants to bring the values of heaven to earth through you and I. 
This morning, I don't want you to shortchange yourself of God's desire for you. Because God can do exceedingly over and above, infinitely, what you can hope, dream, or imagine. Amen. Let's give Sheridan a hand. Let's give God a hand. Thank you, Lord. Yeah, thank you, God, for what you are doing in our lives right now. We thank you, God, that you are God Almighty. Thank you, God, that nothing is impossible with you.